good sis. I don't, I don't think I was meant to be an animal, but I was like a, like, you know, video games can kind of create any world they want. And so I was, I was playing this, this guy that was like meant to kind of have these like superpowers. And so they had these like chairs placed in the room and I was meant to like jump on them and like over them and around them and kind of like crawl around them. Like the, like the, the, the direction was like, I was meant to be like certain animals at different points, like with my body language. So like all the physicality was meant to be like super weird. And would, then they were like, they made, they made me. And I, I was actually in the room with a couple guys that were there too, because they made us create our own language they were like we want you to just like spend two minutes just like having a conversation <laughs> opposite camera like in your own language like in, in 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 like an intensity that like means like something like the war is coming did you just go everybody everybody yeah everybody, I, just everybody, everybody. I just started rapping you never Sick. told me you were an avatar <laughs> yeah dude that was me i wish so badly that there was a place you could go anonymous no just auditions. anonymously like <laughs> talk to casting directors who are just like oh yeah we just fuck with actors all the time <laughs> oh my God, dude. i <laughs> feel I that <laughs> i should feel that way more often than not dude They're like i th there was a show uh out in portland called grim that i used to audition for all the time and it's like a shape-shifting show um where like the people turn into like different animals and i swear to god man i went out for like the the, the badger and the snake and the possum and the rhinoceros and they all turn into these like different animals and so i had to every time one of those is in this show in grim yeah <laughs> well they had me go <laughs> they had me do all of these different really none of those animals are in nah, grim it's like kind of a werewolf and then there's like lamb people wait did you watch it yeah they change into all sorts of different things nah i watched it no they change into all sorts my, my, of different stuff uh, uh, acquaintance of mine dave's the lead in that show oh wow well you probably know more about it than me i just remember auditioning for all these different things and maybe they didn't make it into the show and they just had me audition for this. Maybe they're fucking with me. Uh, <laughs> but but I went in, I went in for that show like ten times maybe, and it was always a different animal that I shape shifted into. Uh, and like that's it's one thing to do it when you're like on set and you're like you know you have the the VFX happening around you and you can actually like mm -hmm. get into it. But when you're auditioning for it. And it's just like, okay, like, you know, I'm going as far as like looking up what a badger, like what kind of physicality does a badger have? And then I'm like watching videos of them on YouTube and then like kind of like playing with my face and like my body and you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing. And then I'm like finding myself in these auditions, just like oh, really, man. really diving into like deep character work to try and like, you know, and then it's like you have to shape shift into it and all the while you're just sitting in an empty room by yourself like taping yourself yeah. just like so switching like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like supposed to be this painful part? experience no i never got the part dude <laughs> never was on grim funny yeah, because like how do they yeah i know do you right? think the casting director does that research like does the casting director know what a badger is like or they're just they kind of know what they're looking for when they're moving forward or when they see it they know it i think that that there's like an accuracy to whatever show is trying to whatever shows is doing mm -hmm. with their with their narrative if they're incorporating animals into it they're gonna like look for that type of stuff mm -hmm. and i'm sure that the casting director knows what they're looking for it's to some extent like you're not going to go in and, as a badger and be like well, of you know, course, um, of course, but but like so, like, what is that? Like, what are those little tiny details? You know, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. And and also, in an audition, it's like there's a 
there's a, a level of like intent, like you, you're not, it's such a strange thing. Cause like you can only do so much. So like how far should you go? Like how dressed up should you become? How, like how into this should you actually be for this audition? An audition is really meant to just like inform that you understand what is happening and that mm. you can do the thing rather than like fully immersing yourself into the thing, like <laughs> becoming it completely. Mm. And I think I have become it completely many times when and have been full like, badger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's going full badger. Dude, you never go full, full badger. badger. Full badger. I'm going to move did. to New York, Jules, and yeah. I'm going to become an animal essence expert for casting directors and that's yes. gonna be my gig yes like, i see the rhino in mm, him. yeah yeah that's great yeah <laughs> i uh, was listening to um this interview with this yeah was he japanese or korean jimmy jimmy hung jimmy hong Huang. ah terrible with names man it sucks um but he has been doing the acting thing and the stand-up comedy thing for 15 years now mm-hmm and he's been landing some like pretty big roles and he just recently landed a role with um like a reoccurring part do you, do you remember that Steve uh Carell space um TV show that just recently came out Wasn't like Space Odyssey or something like that? Moon, Moonbase Moon, 9 or something Yeah so he Moon got a he got a recurring role on Moonbase 9 or 8 whatever it is yeah. and uh he um he told this story about how he went home, you know, like after he started getting like legitimate roles and his dad was like, Hmm, I think I could do that. <laughs> and his dad has now. So <laughs> at some point somebody brought up that like, Oh, maybe could your dad do this role? Like they needed to fill a spot within like a, an eight hour period or something. And somebody who had met Jimmy's dad, I'm totally butchering the story, but um, somebody who had met Jimmy's dad was like, well, maybe, maybe your dad could do this. You know, I think his, his dad had gone out for some roles and like gotten them like right away. Kind of like your experience with acting, like the first couple roles you auditioned for, you got. Uh -huh. And uh, sure enough, like they called, like showed the director, his dad and was like, well, let's call him in. <laughs> And his dad is, <laughs> his dad is acting, like reading scenes with, um, God, I suck at names, man. This sucks. So John Malkovich, uh. the John Malkovich is in Moonbase nine. And like the other role that they were looking for was like doing a scene with John Malkovich <laughs> and is, this guy, Jimmy's off stage. Just like, how is this happening? Yeah. I've been, I've been doing this for so long, so long 15 yeah. years. I've worked my ass off yeah. to get this role. And my dad just comes in. And he said his dad is just always just like, I told you, you know, like, I feel told like you what you do is not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, I feel like that was what would happen if my dad tried to start. Oh, acting. absolutely, like, bro. Your dad's a star. He would just well, We've get been me. talking about this. This is what we should actually be putting our time and effort into is just following your dad around with cameras because he is a fucking legend and says and does the most absurd things he said oh my god can we can you airdrop me that video I, of your I, dad playing the accordion I think, I think all my texts go away after like 30 days i just have that function on my phone so yeah that that's a terrible idea why <laughs> you didn't post it anywhere not in any thread uh, no i didn't post it anywhere oh, god, uh, it's so good it's, it's it is pretty good uh julian's father 
plays the accordion. Let me see if I can find and it. And I'm not even going to explain the video. If we can't show it, yeah. it's just stupid. I know. See if you can find it. It's so good. You got to save it to your I'm photos, just gonna t- bro. I'm just gonna t- Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't, I don't like sitting here on the phone while I'm having a podcast, but I'm going to text my brother right now and ask him if he can if he can send it to me. Yeah, Julian's father is a man named Diego Gavilanis, and he is by far the most epic character <laughs> in human form ever. He's one of those human beings who is unintentionally the funniest person walking upright, always in a room. It's very, very, very exciting to be around him, especially when he's got a couple of Coronas in him. <laughs> uh, he drinks um, Bud Light Limes. <laughs> okay. That's all he drinks, dude. Bud Light Limes and tequila shots. I, I was over there for Christmas. What did he have the other... Last time we were over there for Christmas, he had a... a it was like, said, r- like a Bailey's and something else. It was like a shot. Oh, B-52s. Yeah. B-52s. Yeah. My dad like comes down with like a tray on his hand like, Muchachos, are you ready to have some fucking shots, you sons of bitches? (laughs) Like, yep. Yes, absolutely. Anything that would please you, Sir Diego. (laughs) We are going in the hot tub, muchachos. I cannot wait to spend good time with you. Oh, it was so good. We spent like an hour and a half in the hot tub with your dad that night. I know. So great. Yeah, that was cool. I think that was like the most concentrated time I've had with your father. Really? Yeah, just yeah. like me, you, and him. Just yeah. sitting in the hot tub reminiscing about how it's crazy that we're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It It really is. It really is, man. He's uh, he's hilarious. I remember he got in the hot tub with his shirt on, and I was like, Dad, are you wearing your shirt in the hot tub? He was just like, yes, I've... I've um, put on a little, put on a couple of pounds. I have what they call bitch tits now. I was just like, Dad, fuck you, dude. Take your shirt off. You're an idiot. You're in the hot tub with me and Alan, dude. Quit being a fucking moron. I I definitely recorded um something of his over Christmas time when when he came downstairs with his accordion in hand, and it was it was great. He uh, he would definitely have that happen to him though, man. He would like yeah, just show up. He would show up to an audition, and it would be like. Of not even like we didn't even want a funny Ecuadorian man. But yeah, we we're want gonna write guy. him into the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's funny though. I, I'd be interested to see if right because some people's brilliance is unintentional. Right. And when they are trying, I think this happens. I personally feel this way about most of the people I know who do stuff. Uh, when they're not trying to be good at the thing that they want to be good at they're incredible i know yeah and then when they when they bring themselves into it and they start caring about it is when it just sucks right maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't suck it's not a great description of it but it's not as good it's not the magic yeah and i'm I'm curious if your dad would be that way like if he would if he's tried to act or tried to be funny no it would just be like oh no it's not funny but when he's just diego it is the most unbelievably hilarious thing I've ever experienced. Well, that's true of anything, right? Like if people have these like inherent qualities about who they are that make them genuinely stand out. And then as soon as they like recognize that thing and like try to like try to present that thing thereafter, like intentionally, it just loses its luster. It's not as nearly as not cool. always. I'm sure there. Yeah, I mean, some people are probably really good at. I mean, some like really talented actors. I'm sure have like figured out what that thing is. Um, this isn't that one, but this is on Christmas. I don't even, he just came downstairs like 
out of nowhere started playing accordion. Um, so great. Yeah. Uh, How sick is airdrop? It's so sick. It's dude. so sick. You're yeah, dropping me probably like a 4K file uh, yeah. that's at least probably 200 megabytes. Yeah, I know. It's it's. Oh, crap. What happened? Did I do it again? No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it should be in the downloads, but of course it doesn't. Send it again. Send it again. Freaking iPhoto. Dude, iPhoto can literally go eat all of the like little wrinkles on my butthole. Why? Because it's it? just, I hate it. Who uses iPhoto? I'm using it right now. But you're... As opposed to what? <laughs> what are you upset about? Like iPhoto on your computer. I hate it. Oh. You save all these friggin' photos that like... Because the space on your computer... As somebody who uses their computer for their business, not just like, Hey, man, you want to see this photo of me in... <laughs> My dad playing the accordion. Pittsburgh, man. I had this sweet coney dog when I was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, I use my computer for things that, like, actually well, matter. I think a lot of people <laughs> probably do, too. <laughs> Alan, Alan Stone is the, the only, only person that uses the a computer no, but for let me any tell you, real purpose. Look, look, at how, look at how many megabytes this video is, right? Uh -huh. This is... 250 megabytes. Uh -huh. There's a thousand megabytes in a gigabyte. There's a thousand gigabytes in a terabyte. You can barely get a computer with more storage than a terabyte right uh -huh. now. You pay two terabytes for a computer that has, like, like especially a MacBook, you're paying four grand for the stupid thing. Yeah. And so it, the photos, like, I wish that Mac wouldn't be total jerks and just, like, release a computer because i know they can do it with like a 20 terabyte hard drive in it so you would never have to stress about like taking a video of your pumpichito <laughs> playing the accordion at christmas and be like nope can't save this on my hard drive because uh okay so this is this is uncle dean's father diego gavilanis um christmas coming down just oh, to, this is so great! Just oh to give my God, folks at home, folks who are just listening to this, sorry, you're missing <laughs> out because this is going to be special right here. This is Diego Gavilanis, folks. Dude, I so badly hope he's playing a little bit of Monica in my <laughs> I life. I don't know. Like this, this isn't this isn't the best video. This is just like the video that he sent to my. Uh, my sister-in-law, Lacey, for her birthday was like the top. It was for one. Tony. Was Is it for Tony? Simon he sends it for all of us. <laughs> Every time he like gets on the piano or he like grabs his accordion and sings this happy birthday, and it's just. It's just so okay, great. So this this might not be as this good. Is, but it's, this it's is Julian's good father, regardless. Diego Gavilanis. Oh, your niece needs to step off and let your dad have a little solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so great. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Hold on, he finishes the song out nice, dude. Ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It's not as good as the happy birthday ones. Oh, the happy birthday one is beyond. Yeah, so if good. you get that in the hour, we definitely have to showcase it because. Hello, mijo. <laughs> Hello, mijo. Yeah, he's a he's a special breed of human. A very special breed. I came of human. from his nuts. Came over, uh, immigrated to America as an. 18 year old 16 16 16 year old thought he was going to the united states capital washington Washington, (laughs) dc ended up in (laughs) washington state didn't speak the language learned the language got his law degree passed the bar and has just (laughs) been an ever giving kind human being to everyone he comes in contact with. I've never seen one of my Crazy. fondest memories of my life. We, I got to, obviously you guys were all there. Uh, we played Coachella and I don't forget what year that would have been like 14, 13, 14. Yeah. 13, I think. And we had like a daytime set on like a Sunday probably or something at the same exact time as two chains. That's why I remember two chains. <laughs> Because it was the same exact time. Nobody was at my set. Yeah, there was, dude. There was, it was, it was, I thought it was off. I mean, I thought, that, I was like, dude, this it, is off crazy. It was It was epic. I was also hammered. Um, and on Molly. <laughs> and <laughs> three quarters of the way through the set, I see, this is great. Like, the, the tent is a gigantic, you can fit 10,000 people in this tent. It's maybe a quarter of the way full. So, like, the back of the tent, you could lay down. Like, it was just plenty of space Mm -hmm. Diego Gavilanis starts crowd surfing from the back of the tent (laughs) which (laughs) means that essentially he just had three guys carry him (laughs) for like the entire length of the the tent until he got to where there was enough people to hold his weight so Diego Gavilanis a 60 year old man is crowd surfing at my set I couldn't hold it in. I had I got off the stage. You jumped over the like the security barrier yeah. and just dove into the crowd yourself. It was the dancing. greatest moment so of good. my life. It was so good, man. Just seeing the grin on his face, muchachos. That was cool because you you used to like split the crowd in half. It was like I think you, did you do that during like your figure it out song? Like one, two, no, no, you no, split no. the crowd and you do like we a, used to do it during a song called um, nothing, to, nothing prove. to Prove. That's right. But you know what I do got to prove. The bruises. <laughs> bruises to prove it. <laughs> bruises to prove it. Uh, yeah. That, and I remember, like, it, we were like, all right, as soon as, as soon as, like, he splits off and says, like, all right, let's see you do this, like, uh, com- competition of, like, all right, right side, let's see if you got the dance moves. Left side, let's see if you got the dance moves. So as soon as uh, you reached out to our side, we were like, all right, as soon as it happens, let's lift Diego up and let's throw him out into the crowd. And sure enough, you... That's the set right there, dude. Yeah. Was how funny would like, it be if you just saw him? Oh my god, through, dude! If you just saw it, that was so fun, man. I'm trying to think when it would have been, but that was such a great day, man. Um, yeah, and he flew up, and Alan jumped out and was dancing with us. That was fun, man. And we weren't that far back, dude. We were, dude. We sh- like we literally went that day early just to like just to get front center to like rage for you yeah i know it was very kind of you you got a very supportive group of friends but also you started crowd surfing your father from way farther back than you needed to because <laughs> like you awesome. have a vantage i have a vantage point right yeah from like where i'm standing so much of this stuff man 
and uh when i saw him start to crowd surf i was like oh you could you could have just i almost got on the mic and was just like jules start him closer Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man so good god dude we've had some we've had some epic times at some of your shows did you ever go to Alan's shows, Steve, or have you always just worked for him? Uh, the only show I ever went to was the one where I met him, and then we went on tour, and then... Where, where was that? Was uh, Muddy Waters in Santa Barbara. How did you... You guys... Did Was that because you guys were playing there? No, we... How did you guys even meet? God, there's so many unfortunate videos of me on the internet. <laughs> Everybody go look. <laughs> Yikes, bro. There's <laughs> like people with their phones just like... <laughs> I don't post this. Yeah. How did you guys, how did you guys meet? I knew you, I mean, I always just think. We met like, in Santa Barbara. Um, Steve was in a band called Tommy and the High Pilots, which had submitted to go on a tour with, to go on our tour. And they just came down to like, obviously do a little, do a little smoozing. Did you guys, and, did you guys hit it off right away? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We're like, come on. It's Steve. We didn't, I know. We didn't come down. We drove from St. Louis, Missouri straight to the sh- oh, show what? in Santa Barbara. Oh, shit. I don't know. Sure. I didn't realize that. Yeah. We we found out. We were headed home, but we were going to do like a two-day trip home, and we found out you were playing our hometown. So we drove from our manager's house in St. Louis straight to the coffee shop um, to meet you, and then saw your set it was great then we started chatting blah, blah 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 we mentioned our band name and then you had randomly seen us because your girlfriend at the time was a fan of our band oh yeah you saw Ooh. us play in seattle i totally forgot about that yeah. so rachel sumner like just randomly popped into a tommy and the high pilots show oh, and she brought the record she's that. like got the record and brought it home she's like yo listen these guys these guys are killer and i put it in and uh, I think it was like Devil to Pay was the first no, song. No, it was round and Round. Oh, Round and Round, yeah. And I was like, oh, these guys are fire. This is really great. Tommy and the High Pilots, no way. And then um, so when they came up, when the name came up on the list of bands that could potentially open the tour, uh, I was like, oh, I, like their name was highlighted. One, because I had met them, and two, because um, I had known the music previously and then i mean just like four of the greatest humans to walk the planet like yeah. mikey cantillon are you Dude, kidding me that what? guy belongs in a fucking zoo <laughs> 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 he's absurd he's the gr- absolute greatest yeah. and then of course tommy you yeah. like you got you got a dose of hurricane cantillon <laughs> Hurricane Cantillons, dude. During the Valentine's banquet. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. He was, I mean, yeah, those guys are, those guys seem seem to come from another planet. Almost. The best. Hey, folks. Today, our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew locally owned and operated out of spokane washington check it out ladder coffee i'm jacked yeah and you guys hit it off right away huh you guys were just like bros and quick fast and yeah i yeah. mean who doesn't i don't know i mean he's yeah, one of the most charming people to walk upright and the cantillon guys are just like 
they have like fun they have like funny machine guns coming out of the front of their face yeah yeah where it's just like non-stop like you can't take a breath no they are always on they're just always going on yeah. like the the tip and they're always i think what's so uh, in we were talking about this recently about just people who like stuff and like the passion that they have for stuff yeah is really um, entrancing almost. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Cantillon is like that with music. He's so passionate about music and like the history of music and songwriting. And he knows all these little tidbits that like, I would never give a flying fuck about. <laughs> Still don't. Still don't. <laughs> but to yeah. hear him talk about it yeah, is yeah, yeah. so charming yeah, yeah it's always cool when you find people who are just geeks on stuff man that just like know oh so much information on the thing that they bro i have to i have a manager he's named andrew ganger ganger bro he is such a badass what's funny is like when we first started doing the thing together he was working for bruce bruce is my technically my manager Mm -hmm. but bruce has a few people that like work underneath him that help him and i remember my first couple hangs with ganger like trying to get a rant just like trying to understand this dude because he first and foremost he is somebody who works in the music industry that every night would go out and watch music that he didn't have to go watch Mm -hmm. like he would go would be like oh yeah there's this jazz musician (laughs) second of all Drank so much Red Bull <laughs> that like Does he I was drink alcohol. Not anymore. He's yeah. off the sauce, but and off of the Red Bull now too. Thank God, because he he was like Sonic the Hedgehog running, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sweetest heart of any human ever, and his knowledge of music and his passion for music is like. You just don't see it a lot in the music industry. Like a lot of people in the music industry uh, develop a level of jadedness towards the music industry. Yeah. And I think it's the industry of music. It's not the music, really. It's just like what comes along with commercializing anything. Mm -hmm. And um, Andrew Ganger doesn't have a thread of that. Yeah. He is just like so pumped all the time. And uh, now when I see Ganger, I'm like, yes, dude. Yeah. Fucking Ganger's here. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's Bring him best. out. He's the best. Bring him out, boys. <laughs> On stage. Bring him out, dude. Because he's just like, yeah. he's about to tell you something. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, and uh, he's also the only one that remembers anyone's names. Yeah. 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 He's got a, he's got like a picture perfect memory. He's just super kind. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's very, very, very special shout human. To, shout out to Ganger. Shout dude. out to fucking Ganger. Rev it up, baby. Let's get him on the potty, dude. Potty pod, bro. He'll tell us about something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's such a sweet guy, man. Like, he doesn't need to talk to, like, me or anybody whenever I see him, but he always, like, just makes that time and space and just, like, and then you're like, 
and then you're in his right. world having him tell you about whatever it is that he's telling you about yeah bless you i mean it usually bless. has to, it usually has to do with some sort of music history yeah for sure of some guy who recorded like the saxophone part on this song that you've never heard of mm. but it was sampled by uh De La Soul yeah. in 94, which won it a BET Choice Award. You know, like, yeah, it's like, right. Ganger, <laughs> great. And that's yeah. why we're here tonight. <laughs> I asked you what kind of sandwich you wanted. Yeah. Seriously. It was like, do you want mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like any of this crudite? <laughs> crudite. Um, yeah, that, and Tommy Cantillon is like that. Mikey's not, though. Michael Cantillon is not, he's not, he's just funny. Yeah, Mike's just funny. Mike's just, just like a, naturally funny guy. he's just a naturally hilarious and charming and like, um, joyful human to be around. So of course, yeah, initially I remember that night we met at Muddy Waters and it was like, oh yeah, these guys are definitely going on the road with us. These yeah. guys are so fun to be around. <laughs> uh, and then of course, um, Steve and our tour manager at the time, Lord Jower, fall in love. I know, it's so crazy. And now Steve is stuck up here in Spookian with us. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys been together for what now, Steve? But nine I'm, years? Almost nine years. Wow. Yeah, but I'm about to buy you some chicken wings tonight. Make it worth it, son. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, I'm going to get so many apps. <laughs> <laughs> I love apps, dude. I uh, This is my problem that, like, the american portion size is my problem because yeah. i just want to taste one of everything mm-hmm. i want to taste mm-hmm. the whole menu yeah, we're gonna be full tonight huh but i don't want to pay for the whole menu <laughs> right don't my worry. favorite meat uh, style of dining is tapas <laughs> for sure yeah fear sheer fear sheer that one didn't count. Shit. Um, I love to go and like get the whole app menu. Yeah. That's like, I want all the apps. Yeah, so do I. But it, then, you, then you're like, okay, well, your bill's $200,000. That's the thing that I find I am easily the most capable of spending my money on. Indulging and going out. Oh, yeah. That's easy. like, that's it. I don't literally don't buy a fucking winter coat, but I will go just spend my whole paycheck on eggs benedict and lava cake from wherever the fuck i'm going Mm. it sucks but it's also great because i'm having like a great experience it's it's great to be your friend yeah but i i don't ever go out with you and let you do that well yeah you're the i'm like you're the only one let's like let's that's just because you make more money than me i did at one point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> but all that money, bye-bye. I was, yeah, yeah. That's, that was always, like, my situation with, like, girlfriends. They'd be like, well, who has more money in the bank right now? Like, that's who's paying. And then it was like, kind of nice that way. And But, you know. Would you guys have it. each other's password to your online banking account? Like, <laughs> no, why did you just be like, yeah, I have nothing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And oh, usually, man. like, the person that has more money, it's not like, well, you know, for a point in time in one of my relationships, it was like we were both pretty much just constantly broke. So it was just like, yeah. great. Like, do you have at least $45 in your account right now? Because yeah. this meal is going to cost us 28 and we need to, like, make sure we got money for tip. Yeah, and, and I'm getting extra ranches. I'm getting 17 ranches. 
Um, yeah, I love, I just love, like, I feel like I've said this before and like, it's, it's still very much true that I want to have money so that I can just go out to meals and pay for it for my friends. That's the the level of, it's a very great level of wealth. I believe to strive for is to go to a restaurant and not worry about the price of the menu items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's that because that's not. I have twelve houses. I own a Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Ty- type of wealth. Yeah, it's like feasible. You can you can achieve a feasible amount of wealth that allows you to when you go out when you choose to go out to a restaurant sit down at the table and not give a shit yeah. about how surprise m- me bring up bring what the bring what the chef thinks is going to be the best experience for me right yeah. now and. It's interesting because I don't know if I'll ever achieve that because I think I'm just, I, uh, you're just 18 bucks. No, no, no. Like I, I'm constantly just thinking about money. It's yeah. Weird. I'm just like constantly worried it, and, but I spend it. I spend yeah, money like a mofo. Spend, you definitely spend but money. Every time I spend money, I'm like, oh no, I can't, I, I, there's a level of stress inside me and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's like the way I was raised or just a fear of not having a fallback plan. I don't, I don't come from money. I'm not going to go like, I'm not going to starve, mm-hmm. but I don't come from money. And so I don't have like a fallback plan of it. And like, Oh, well, you know, if shit goes to then whatever, we'll just, somebody yeah. will help me out. Um, I think probably what it is is like a pride and an ego thing that I've wrapped so much identity around not being broke. Because mm-hmm. I've like lived like that, like an adult for so long that I, I've never had a lot of money. Yeah. But I've always been perceived as somebody who wasn't broke. And maybe there's an ego connected to it. That, well, like you, maybe, maybe you've been perceived that way because you present yourself a certain absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, there was it's definitely on a, you, partially, mostly. It's all on me. That's yeah. the funniest That's thing. It, but, but also, like, to, to, to your credit as well, like, you see you going and doing sold-out shows all across the country. It's like, Which means oh, that absolutely not. Right, but, like, to the to the regular dude, it's like, uh, okay, cool. He's he's crushing it. He's yeah, I mean, money. but he's, that's he's just... Rich. That's like the... that I think that's... Common I wish mi- there was a... misconception, huh? Well, I think it's just, like, a misconception about every... I have a misconception about any sports player that I see on TV that they're older than me. Right. I just have that. I don't know if it's, you know, <laughs> well, I, why? Just because it's sad to realize that they're all younger than us. <laughs> every Dude, every player in the NBA is younger than me. I know. I'm 33 years old. LeBron James is like the oldest player to ever play the game. He's like 36. It's not the, obviously not the case, but like I have that conception and I think people do that with musicians period but yeah. there's so many i mean there's stadium tours that don't make a single dime um but i uh for yeah many years like got off on being the guy who would like pick up the check you know yeah. like literally like got off on it was yeah. like felt felt a boost of ego when i did that but the funny the catch 22 the, the thing is so funny about like wealth expression is that you you just dig a deeper hole for yourself right because you're trying to paint this picture 
that you have a level of wealth by spending wealth, right. which alleviates the wealth from being in your bank. Yeah. So you're just like, it's just this rat wheel of like, well, I got to keep up with the, I got to present that I've like got the new shit and I've got like, like the meal's fine. I got it. I don't know. And then you're expected to just be the thing. Well, I'll split the bill with you tonight then, buddy. You heard it, folks. You heard it here, folks. Getting yeah. all the apps. I was promised you were buying me wings, so you're sticking to it. That kind of, you just tossed you that can, up in the air. I didn't promise you I'm, shit. You were you talking it. To I'll split I'll it. I'll it sp- back. I'll split oh, I promised you wings. Yeah, I'll play it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I promised you wings because I'm going to get some wings, and you can have one. <laughs> I'm having more than that. Yo, he's having 19 wings. <laughs> 19 wings. Yeah, it is an interesting thing. I just feel like that's I don't really care for like you 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 like you like stuff, not because you're like a material person by any means, but you you like acquiring things because you use things and you like want to continue to like build your thing that you're doing. Yeah, I don't So you get stuff. And I don't have all those things going on in my life. My 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 intention is to be an actor and to write things and so it doesn't require a lot like i don't have a full it's great this is so great that you have all this stuff and i am here to one be with you for the most part but to like also take advantage of the fact that you have acquired all of this stuff if i didn't have this stuff you wouldn't be here i know if you didn't have a power washer julian would definitely not be here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here because there wouldn't be a, the opportunity to create what we've been creating exactly um but all that being said, like it, seeing all this stuff now that you have it, I'm just like, well, great. Like Alan has it. I don't need to get it for myself, even if I did want it, which I don't, you know, not because I don't want to continue to do these things or continue to learn these things, but I just have like a really, like, I'm just like stuff freaks me out kind of hmm. just like having stuff. I'm just like, it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like clutter. I don't like having a lot of things. Like I'm pretty simple, and I just. Where I do you really, think that comes from? I don't know because I don't, I don't I don't know. I think realizing that like my my I grew up with in like a really nice house that I I then later found out was like all on credit, and we were like indebted to that house that we lived in. But in my perception of it growing up, was that like I I'm like the richest kid in the world. I have like the best everything, and I'm like awesome and even though like my my brothers and i like we like i remember we like put our 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 money that we had like worked for when we were kids towards like the trampoline that we bought in our backyard and towards uh, a go-kart that we bought together as like brothers it wasn't like we were just given things all the time we you know we we were like upper class upper middle class kids in a cul-de-sac and i just thought like man we are the the wealth like i just thought i was the, the wealthiest kid in the world um, at a really young age, like pre 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I f- came to realize that like that was all a facade and it was like, yes, we did have a big house, but it was, it, we were like very far underneath in that house. You don't know that when you're a kid, you don't realize like what the financial situation of your folks are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I started to realize that I was like, Oh my God, like, uh, this, this seems horrible like why would you have things if you if you couldn't afford to have them actually Hmm. so many people do that so many people live in that space where it's just like you know you've seen the quote a million times of like i'm going to have things to impress people that i don't actually even like because i want to just like cultivate this community of people that i want to like feel connected to um 
and I don't know. I just, I, maybe that's, that's where it comes from. Just like, I don't want to have things because I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I mean, I was so irresponsible for such a long time that I would just lose anything that I did have. And now I'm just like responsible enough to keep it. And I'm just like, I just don't want it. And also like, I'm, I'm like a rich person. Like I don't have a ton of money. And if, if I did, I'm, I'm kind of curious what I would even do with that wealth. You'd call your buddy Al and he'd tell you exactly what cameras you needed for your <laughs> studio. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it's uh it's, it's a it listen it's a great attribute to have to not be but, like to not to to not succumb to the uh magnetism of consumerism yeah i think is a noble trait but um you know as your buddy i've i like i've seen you spend money yeah for sure and it's and you and you spend it, you know, in stupid ways sometimes. <laughs> like what? What's an example? Like, like I think that just like I have in times where it's like you do it in as a means to make people like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- people don't give a fuck. Right. Like people don't care. They're not going to remember like, oh, actually remember that one. I think what they will remember is like a level of generosity. Mm-hmm. But I think that that isn't mutually exclusive towards like overspending yeah. or buying every meal or, but it, it is funny. Like I've been around and I have people in my life who are like super anal about money, mm-hmm. super like grab the check and figure out like exactly what is like, yeah, it doesn't make me want to be around them. And right. I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want to be that person who like is that way. Yeah. But I'd like to be a little bit more of that. Just spend, I think, I think what we all want to do is just spend more time with people who are in the same positions as us so that we can all be like, Hey, I'll get it this time. You get it that time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that would be the, that would be the best case scenario for sure. But it's, that's just not possible and that's not the case. Um, but I don't really necessarily have a point to it other than what a, what a weird it's 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 a weird catch 22 like expression of wealth yeah because i don't for me personally like i don't attempt to buy things or have things that make me seem which way right no like yeah, i don't no, like i don't flashy cars and- i don't buy flashy cars i don't try to have i i really dig now as i'm getting older i i, I like things that work well are good quality. and are good quality and work for a long time. And if I spend my money on things, it's in an attempt to build things that I like doing, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. um, I spend a lot of money on production equipment as a means to attempt to try and like put together good productions. Uh, but I'm not going to go spend $500 on a jacket. I'm not going to go spend, I wouldn't even spend a hundred dollars on a jacket. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'm, I'm relatively, Frugal. but food, food is one expense. Food is probably my ma- m- biggest expense Yeah. because uh, of, I, mean, I think just my household is just very conscious about that specific um, 
lifestyle. Yeah. You know, Taz is vegan and very connected to um, eating well. Uh, and I like to eat well, not like, not well, but I like to eat well, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I love, yeah. I just, I don't know. And I think that, uh, Yeah, it, it's it's such a conundrum, the expression of wealth, because I think you do, you, you, you can fall into that trap of wanting to seem like something that is impossible to keep up. I've certainly fallen into the traps of expressing wealth in that regard that you're talking about, but I also just genuinely love, because I don't care about the food necessarily that I'm going out and spending money on, as much as I do about the community that i'm right like, like the, in yeah, while the celebration. i'm there yeah and so that's really why i want like i want to initiate that and then just take care of it yeah it's just like hey like let's go have an experience that nobody needs to worry at all about mm. and honestly like i don't want to worry about it either like i just it's just taken care of and it's going to happen and it's going to be really fun and it's just going to be a gathering of human beings that i love and appreciate um to get together and to just like exist comfortably and laugh and enjoy each other's space with each other. Yeah. Sometimes um, what's funny about that, if you, if you pull out far enough is that it's actually relatively, it can be selfish to do that because what, what you're doing in that moment and I do it all the time too, is like, I'm trying to get a feeling hmm. from that experience, which is I'm taking care of this and I can take care of it. And as somebody who's on the receiving side of that, it can be like, I'd feel better about this if we just split it, right? Because I'm, yeah. I'm participating in this as much as you are, um, which is another, that, that's kind of another interesting angle to look at. I'm not saying that happens all the time. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are totally fine with getting their, getting their bills paid for, getting taken care of. But, but to look at it in that regard as well versus like, hey, I'm just going to, Go take the take care of this. Um, I'm always on the tip of like, let's just we cool split everybody just split it right down the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, like we all had a great time here. We like yeah. It's when it gets into the 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 pedantic like, well, you had a diet coke and I had a you know like that's where I'm just like, oh, okay, you well, ruined it. I'll just pay for it. <laughs> right, and like I'm trying with all of my might to avoid that situation because there's literally nothing i dislike more than that situation being in like hmm well this is what i it's just like before you even say what you're gonna say let me just have it i'll fucking go pay for it right now mm. and that's not that's not necessarily my favorite approach to take but like just allowing just not even having to deal with that at all um and also like if you're going to do it and somebody's like no man like i insist that we split it it's just like fine yeah. Great. I wish there was a dating app for friendships where <laughs> where people like were judged based upon their splitting of the check. Yeah, just rated. Just rated. Yeah, like eh, I kind of went out with Bob the other weekend and like yeah. he definitely was worried about like how much of yeah. the edamame start I had at reviews. the app. <laughs> it's like Do they have that on dating apps? Do they have like reviews of these people? I I don't know. I've never been on God, a dating app fucking weird i've never been on one either you haven't i can't imagine steve have you nope steve's never been on a date dude he just like he's like he's woman just, he's just got he's just <laughs> woman be my 
be my woman. Be my woman. <laughs> <laughs> just he has his musk just like attracts women like a light to a moth. Um wow. dates, man. Or a yeah, moth to a light. Would be, that would be interesting. Moth to a light. Like moth, a moth to a light. To a flame. Moth, moth to, to a, flame. a flame. There we go. We finally found it, folks. <laughs> 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 Thanks uh, for sticking around. Thanks that's for that's sticking why around. I don't need to go on dates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, that would be that would be so bizarre. I don't <laughs> know why th- I don't know why there isn't a like d- friendship dating app though. I think there are. Is there? I think there are. Yeah. I think like I'm just looking for a buddy. I'm just looking for homies. I feel yeah. Like that's just Facebook. No, I think there's like proper. Bro, ain't nobody proper, making like, friendships on Facebook, bro. Yeah. Like pl- people are well, ending fr- friendships on Facebook. No, nah, there's like platonic. There's like platonic friendship community apps. apps yeah Interesting. i think i think i somebody was talking to me about that that's so weird because when when dating apps first started like when i first learned of them it was really creepy it was a really like weird thing yeah but now as they go on i'm like oh it's actually a brilliant thing mm-hmm. because to 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 think that you're going to just naturally find somebody that you're compatible with by the grace of god um Steve, you and I have luckily done it because we've just, we travel a ton and we're like able to like accumulate enough interactions with women to know like, okay, this is the type of woman that I think I'd be great being around for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think that's the same for every single man, right? Like if a man goes into a bar, like how many women is he actually talking to? And the I would imagine most men's initial take is physicality. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, is this girl hot or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, I get to know them. Okay, great. Whereas if you're removing that and you're just able to like go through that many quote unquote connections, it seems like you would have a higher success rate of like actually being in a relationship with somebody that you were meant like good for maybe not meant for is not the right word at all, but there has to be some sort of compatibility element in relationships, right? Right. Like a lot of relationship is work without question. And you're always going to get to a point where you're, you're working for the relationship, but a level of compatibility, right? Is, is awesome. Mm -hmm. Sure. You need that. Um, If you look at like how marriages were, and monogamous relations were first designed, it was like, okay, you give me goat, I give you girl, right? And now we're to the point where with technology, we're like able to go through, I mean, there's a half a million people in the Spokane area. Like how many women is that? That's a a whole lot of women. You would never meet that many women in your lifetime. So actually getting on a dating app, like it seems like it would maybe increase your chances of finding I think it certainly would increase your chances. I think, but at the but end of when the day, you first heard of it, wasn't it really weird? I think it's still really weird. But that's it, just my own opinion right, of it because, right. like, I don't, I, I don't prefer to meet people that way. Although, like, you know, there's still like even having a social media account, right? Is but you don't prefer to like get your heart broken either, and you've had that happen like several times. Yeah, too many times. So to continue to date like that is i mean and this is just me being devil's advocate i'm not actually thinking this but continuing to date the way you have dated which is just like i think i'm just gonna meet somebody just hop upon some meets you meet some girl at a bar you meet some however you've met the previous women in your life who you've gotten in a relationship with and have broken your heart Mm -hmm. 
that if you pulled far enough away is like well you shouldn't do that again like okay if you if you stick your hand in the fire if you stick well, your hand on the oven and it's hot for three times in a row like maybe you should wear a fucking glove next time right but that i mean that that's why i'm single and not, and i'm not like actively like on apps like looking or going on dates out here doing that type of thing like i might be like having conversations and connecting with human beings um but it's like i don't know i just don't like initiate like initiating it from a place of like uh i think you i guess what i'm getting at is i think that the reason why i thought it was so awkward and weird the first time i heard about excuse me dating apps was because there's like this romanticized perspective about monogamous relationships it was like oh you know fucking woody allen movie or something like there's just some sort of like rom-com thing that must happen mm-hmm. but if you think about it let's not talk about woody allen yeah i don't i dropped that and i was like that's not the time not the time to drop his but matthew mcconaughey rom-com right if this and in reality like yes there is that involved with romance but everything could be broken down to to have some amount of science in it and to think about how many women you're going to meet over your lifetime actually like just if you do just do it the way you've been doing it which is just like kind of bump into them Mm -hmm. or like be introduced to them are your chances not much higher to meet somebody that you're more way more compatible with by like doing one of these like it kind of now makes sense to me even though uh even though I'm like, I don't, I would never, if I was single, I wouldn't right. do it. But yes, it does increase your chances, but it also, for me, uh, encourages me to live my life in a more uh, explorative way and co- go out and mo- and do more traveling and experience life in in a bigger way than I have before, and not just and I and I have, you know, it's not like I've just been like I stayed in Mill Creek when I was born and raised there, and like waited for my childhood sweetheart to kind of fall into my lap and be my wife. Like I am, I'm kind of navigating i go out i do a lot of things in the world and like meet a lot of people and so my experience with like my experience with like do you like aren't your chances increased by going on dating yeah of course no questions asked but i'm also encouraged in my own life to like not because i'm looking for a partner per se but because i because that's if that, that's also just a byproduct of going out and experiencing the yeah, world. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not attempting to try to convince you. No, to I know, I know. I'm, I think I'm just... I'm I just guess. giving a different perspective to it from like where I stand with it. Yeah. All because, yeah, dating apps, I've, I've had multiple I, conversations. Is there a little bit of it that's like you're, you're above it? Uh, like I'm too, I'm too I like don't know. capable I, to be on a dating maybe. app. Yeah, but like I just I would feel that way I mean, if I, I was just, single. I, just, I would be oh, like, yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just like I'm better than this. I'm not. It's just like I don't. If I want to go on a date with a girl, I can I can go on a date with a girl. Like if I right, wanna, but but if of course if there's it's somebody about that's, going on a, somebody not, that I haven't met yet that's like maybe out there that I. Could it's like, not about. Like, my point is, it's not about going on a date. Like you could go on a date, of course. It's if you're going to go on a date with somebody with the intent of. I'd like to have a partner and fall in love and, and like have a partner for life at some point. 
does it not make sense theoretically is the, the question I'm posing to do so in a digital landscape where you're able to like, I don't know. Part of it feels really like, um, not chauvinistic, but like, uh, um, not conceited either. What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, face value, skin value. It feels wrong, right? To like break people down to these like digital profiles and just be like, oh, well, mm-hmm. but we're doing that anyways when we're meeting new people that we don't know. If we're single, uh-huh. we're going into a bar and we're like, wow, that girl's really hot. I would like to meet her, <laughs> right? Like that's less, that's less of a, of a like, um, that's less information mm-hmm. than you would get on these dating as you're like, Oh, that's a pretty girl. I'm going to swipe right. and figure out what's going on with her. Oh, she's into horseback. Right? I love horses, yeah. you know? So you're, you're getting a more full fledged like spectrum of who that person actually is. Um, and I, I, I guess somebody who's not single, very happily married when I'm thinking now back on like the dating app thing, and I guess to bring it all back is like, why don't we meet friends like that? Mm-hmm. Like if, if I can theoretically think about dating apps and go, Oh, that makes kind of sense actually. Like, even though i still feel like if I was single, I would still feel like I'm too good for it. It makes theoretical sense that like you would have a higher chance of meeting a good partner that way. Um, or a better partner for you or a more compatible partner for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that with friendships? Why don't I, cause I don't know of any friend apps that are like, Hey dude, like I don't know anybody in the local area. I don't have any of my friends that will watch the bachelor with me. I life can love the bachelor and I want to watch it. My wife won't watch it with me. My buddies won't watch it with me. I'm trying to slam down some major episodes of the bachelor and eat some cheap huff. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And we don't have that app. Yeah. I think we do. You just don't know about it because guess Let's what? Let's find Alan? it, dude. You have friends <laughs> and you don't need to go and do it because even if it existed, you wouldn't use it. For the same reasons I'm not going on oh, using I'm the dating just, apps. I'm speaking, I'm speaking well, I know, I know, theoretics I, here. So am I. But like it's, we're just having different points of view about it so it's and that's steve if you were single would you ever go on a dating app you were kind of out of the dating game by the time those things got uh popular yeah i i don't think so but i also have no idea because i have no reference for that reference for that yeah but are you are you opposed do you feel any which way about them uh i mean i get the algorithm and like going through the on paper being like, oh, okay, this level of compatibility has been proven through this algorithm and rate of success through these apps. And obviously someone on the app is like-minded and this is how they feel comfortable meeting somebody where Mm. like a friend app like Julian's describing, Julian likes bowling and the movies. Julian's not going to swipe right on someone who has that. Julian's going to go to a bowling alley. Julian's going to go to a movie and maybe meet people that way. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, no, I don't but, think but like I'm if you're saying, in the you digital guys, space, you can't go out and meet people at a movie. No, but what you guys were just talking about, that was like the perspective yeah. on each side. Right. Like Julian's like, I'm going to go out and do this thing. Yeah. Where someone on the app's going to be like, I'm going to do my research before I go out and do this thing. Right. right I think right, also, right. man, like being, I'm 34 years old and I, and I 
kind of get to be single at this point in my life. And that's like, it's, it feels right now, like such a privilege for me, Mm. uh, for no other reason besides like the attitude that I have towards my life right now in that I, I, I kind of know, I don't necessarily know what I want per se, but I know a lot more about what I don't want. Mm. And I, and I don't want that to be my, my approach towards doing anything like being the digital, like I love experiences and I love going out into the world and just like meeting people. Like my, literally my favorite thing in the entire world is connecting with human beings. And so like, if I can rob yourself of almost that. Yeah. Yeah. Well that I, that's absolutely valid. Yeah. Absolutely valid. I, I, I just, I guess speaking on my own perspective of that whole uh, world and platform. I always look down my nose at it uh, until like a little bit more recently where I was like, it kind of actually does make sense. Just, just on a binary, like scientific yeah, notion totally. that you're probably more. Cause I think about the way that I met my wife as I was introduced to her. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Other than like I was randomly, if it wasn't for Laura Jower going, hey, I'm kind of burnt out. I don't want to go to Australia with you and be your tour manager for this specific little tour. You wouldn't have that liaison. I wouldn't have had like, I wouldn't have hired some random guy in Australia who randomly knew my wife who I have a child with now. Like the the randomness of that is almost like it makes my palms sweat because it literally was like this close to me never meeting the most important human in my life. And that's, but that's part of, but there's some charm in that too. That's part of like the mystery of life. Of course, of course, which is cool. But if you think back on like how fragile it is that even you and I know each other and have like maintained a friendship and how powerful our relationship has been for each other. Yeah. Like it's all, I think back and I'm like, man, how many of those have I missed? How many of those like incredibly, and not that I am upset about the way my life turned out, but it definitely gets me on a, it gets my gears spinning about like, oh sh- sh- man, like maybe there was oh that one time where, you know, I don't know. It's, it's life and the, 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 the fractal of where you go. Is so delicate. Well, ten years of my life with you guys has been on the notion that four dudes wanted to drive across the country to meet you. Right. Mm. Like if that didn't happen, the last ten years of my life living in Seattle and knowing all you guys working yeah. you and traveling the world and all that stuff would not have happened if one person was like, I don't want to drive thirty six hours in a van. It's crazy. And I that think, that minimal of a thing. And and I think that that uh understanding that our lives are an amalgamation of these like chance opportunities, like what, what ifs and Mm. how coulds Mm. it it just kind of like doing something that, that like enhances uh, a possibility in a direction towards something that would otherwise be unknown seems kind of cheap to me. Mm. And I just like, don't, care to live my life that mm. way yeah that's cool um and so like maybe that's being above it or maybe that's just being like i don't know my I, and there's nothing i have against it and i think like you know i i was talking to a friend who's got who has two two uh siblings who are married for like 10 plus years from dating apps Dating apps, yeah 
I know, like, I know a bunch sweet. of people who have met yeah. really, really yeah, great yeah. people on dating apps. Um, I feel like it leans into more like type B people too, you know, mm. like people that that's what their comfort level is opposed to Julian who'll go fucking talk to literally anybody. Literally anybody. It's your most and charging at char- charming <laughs> attribute. <laughs> yeah. So and like, really it's also, it's also, <laughs> it's your most charming attribute. It's also the most, as your friend, the most yeah. annoying. Attribute. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, if I, even when I'm sober, no, no, when you're sober, you're pretty good at it. When you're drunk, it's yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. God. Right. You're like going into like the Chevron <laughs> to just get rolling papers. And he's like, yeah, man. If you want to. What do you think about dating apps? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I look, man, you, I didn't stop. You want to cry? You can cry. I, I, you can cry. <laughs> I didn't stop drinking because I was just like, yeah, I mean, I should take a break. I was like, you know, I recognized those faults of my own and was just. It like, wasn't a fault. It comes from a very, very <laughs> innocent sure. place. I, I remember I, the fr- one of the first times we were ever hanging out, we, we tried to get into a concert at the Showbox in downtown Seattle. Who was it? I think it was like Blue Scholars, maybe or something, yeah, something like that. And it was sold out. Julian, like, and I would never think to do this. This is like as terrifying as it possibly could be. Julian just walked up to every single person in line. It was just like, hey, you guys got any extra tickets? Hey, what's going on? It's like, talk, he must have talked to 40 different people. And I'm like, that just never occurs to me. Like, I'll go. This is, it makes me sound like a total cunt. <laughs> well, but like, I don't, I love talking and getting to meet people yeah. when I'm talking and getting to meet people. If that makes sense. Like I have moments of my time where I'm like, yeah, th- I really want to meet somebody yeah, yeah, and yeah. dig into the time. But like, if I'm going to the store to like pick up some lettuce and a bag of dodos, I don't want to talk to the the grocery clerk. I don't, I want to just don't say anything to me. Just like, and it's not because I don't care about that human and their experience. It's just like, I don't, one, I don't have the time to really dive into like an epic conversation. If they say hi, I'm going to say, Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Having a good day. All right. Like small talk, but small talk to me is like, can be so like, mm-hmm. like soul sucking when I'm not like strapped up and ready for it. Yeah. Does that happen to you guys at all? All the time. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I almost, uh, think that I don't possess the ability to engage in it because if it is, uh, if it's presented to me, uh, I, like, I, I, I think most people that I, if anybody tries to connect with me, like I, I, I'm almost incapable of not trying to connect back with them. Mm. So like if you, you know, if you go to a restaurant with me and order a bar or even to the grocery store or wherever, and like I'm, I have a point of contact, like there's plenty of times when there's this like no contact made whatsoever, right? It's just like, hey, your total is going to be this much great, fine, whatever, the grocery store or something like that. But if it's like a, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Especially like at a restaurant, like I'll make friends with my waiter. I'll make friends with the bartender. I'll make friends with like the yeah. the clerk, the, the, perf- the, the, the flight attendant, you know, whoever it is that I have to make contact with. I don't have, I don't, I, I genuinely don't think I possess the ability to small talk because it makes me feel so like Fake. I'd rather die. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think small talk's a really great tool and I pull it out quite often, 
but small talk to me isn't is like the appetizer for the entree which is like a legit connection yeah but small talk is the buffer to me that is really well utilized to know whether or not i'm going to get an entree Mm -hmm. meaning like i'll toss certain things out during small talk that are i mean they may be subconscious to me but i know that i do them to see like oh yeah i'll I would love to spend like two hours talking with this person. And I might, that might be the fractal of life where I've missed a lot of really great relationships and missed learning a lot of things, but it's just how I've developed. Yeah. Um, those small talk moments are when I'm chucking out enough little breadcrumbs to be like, okay, well this person can play ball and we'll, we'll be buddies. You know, yeah. we'll have a good conversation. We'll talk about things that are interesting. Um, so I think it is a really good, useful tool, but, uh, there's just, there's just moments where I just like, I'm not trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm very much so like, yeah, connected to tasks. Like I, I noticed that about myself, like last night trying to fix the Wi-Fi in my house, I was just like, so engaged Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, I think I know what kind of, like, I'm just I'm just a task oriented human. Yeah. Like I just, I need a task. I, I don't do well with just like, let's, go, let's just go to the park. Yeah. And just like lay on a blanket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, do that. Like, let's go to the park, throw a baseball. Let's yeah. try to throw the baseball harder than the other, per- you know, like right. give me a task and I can dig into that for a while. But like the floaty, oh, let's just, I can't do that. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do it well. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I I I don't do any of that stuff very well. I think like there's maybe part of the annoying uh, component of my approach towards people comes from this place of like I know that other people feel like yeah like you don't want to have small talk. A lot of people, other people don't want to have small talk either. But I think maybe in the annoying part of my brain, I'm like everybody wants to actually connect mm, yeah. and so like i'm going to connect with them therefore they're like they break down that wall and they're like dude thanks for being my friend like when i, I bartended for like 12 for like i don't how old am i 34 i bartended since i was 21 on and off that's a long time and i was never a good bartender all all I wanted to do was like break down the walls of these human beings that were coming in and hanging out at this place and like talking to them and connecting with them and I know there's plenty of other bartenders that like to do that too but like I genuinely don't know how to make a drink like and I've done it for so so long because all I wanted to do and people but people would like come back all the time and I'm not like stroking my own ego here it's just like people genuinely like I think they 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 just are kind of Everybody, I don't know, in my mind, everybody wants to open up and everybody wants to connect, but because it's like so hard and they don't know what they're going to get, they kind of keep this wall up and they don't want to. And I think in my experience of life, as I've gotten older and learned people a little bit more, I'm like, it's my duty to like open people up, break them down, understand them and like connect with them. And so there's almost like this responsibility or like it feels like almost a task to me Mm. i'm like i don't actually like you or care about you (laughs) like i just want to connect because like what else are we doing otherwise if we're talking there's no like you might just but that's the interesting thing because it's like people can come in and i use the bar because it was such a great 
uh, environment for me to learn this about people. But people would come in and they'd be, you know, just shitty, a, kind of an asshole and bad attitude and like flirting with a girl in some like abusive way, whatever it was. And I would just like start talking to them and be like, you know, asking them questions of like, you know, do like how, how often does that really work for you? Like, what are you doing here? Like, what is, what's going on? Eventually that conversation turned into this like breaking down of this person where they were like, man, I like, I'm actually, I'm actually with a bad attitude right now and I'm being a dick because that's how I've presented myself all night and for the longest time because of this thing. I'm not just inherently that way. There's a reason why I'm that thing. And I think, yeah. And I'm like, what is that? What? Like I'm fascinated by like why you're acting that way. Not with like, Oh, he's a dick. So I'm going to like walk away. I'm like, Oh, he's a dick. I wonder what's going on. Mm. Like that's so interesting to me. So like, and then, and I shit you not, man, like multiple conversations with mostly men uh, who would like break down. And of course, alcohol is inc- involved in this, these stories, but like they'd break down. And by the end of the night, dude, they'd be coming across the bar and like giving me hugs goodbye. Thank you, dude. Like, thank you for like talking and like how, like allowing me to express that. And it's just like, yeah. Mm. No problem. And like, I'm not sitting here being like, I have, I'm like so potent in my connection to people. Cause I'm not, it's all just an exploration. I'm always just like, and I've been punched in the face with, from people who have been like, dude, fuck your approach. Like, I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. So it goes the opposite way too. That's the annoying and the beauty. That's like the, you know, the, the, the burden and the curse. The burden and the curse? The blessing and the curse. Um, For, so. Yeah, if you're drinking, it's a burden and a curse. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Not always. I mean, I've, made, I've had some great experiences. A burden and a curse. <laughs> being, being drunk and, and connecting with people, man. It's uh, Yeah, no. It, it, it's it, awesome, but I, I just probably hurt myself more than anything. Uh, but No, I think I think the only time it's ever been, yeah, annoying is when you're... I think for many years... Uh, I f- felt like the mother or the father and like a lot of people s- felt that way around me. <laughs> so many social situations yeah. with like specifically our clan of friends. And so it was always just super annoying. Just be like, dude, don't, don't yeah. also too. Like when you open up your circle to another personality, it just changed one. It changes the dynamic. It also changes the chance of like what's going to happen that evening. Yeah. yeah. And I think for so long I was, and still am, like I want to curate the thing that I want to enjoy because maybe not in the last year, I've gotten softer over the last year because of the pandemic. But like when I'm, when we're ripping and roaring, I don't get to dictate very much of my time. And so when I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm like, I want to do this and I want to do it with these people mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody else there. Yeah. Uh, and it can come off like, it, it, I've definitely been in situations where it's come off mean mm-hmm. sort of, uh, because I just only want to hang out with certain people. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I don't appreciate others. I just don't want to like roll the dice and hope that this other rando is going to be cool. Yeah. Like I'd prefer to just take the, what I know, which is like the people I want to be around. Yeah. 
have a nice night with them and then not in you know not have anybody else in that circle that could potentially ruin that time because the time is so precious so that's the only time it's been annoying it's been like you're like oh god this is like the one night i have in new york city you're gonna invite fucking tobias over here (laughs) to like have a drink with us like don't talk to him yeah yeah, like we're right here let's go there you know that's the kind of the only been the time it's been annoying for sure and that's totally valid and i think uh you know, I, I, <clears throat> I hope <clears throat> we've all gotten as we've aged up better and more conscious of that. Like, I mean, Steve could probably answer this the best because he came into our friend group and just saw the tornado of madness that we were as a, as a unit of dudes. Uh, and what do you think, Steve? Like, do you think this, like you're part of it as well at this point? And has there been like uh, an arc to it? And are we like more, uh, do you feel more comfortable around us now? I guess <laughs> like, or do you just, I, are, mean, I came from a very similar friend group uh-huh. and dynamic and chaotic people in, and, you know, lived similar lives and backgrounds. And so when I first came into the group, it was kind of just like, Oh my God, I landed in Neverland. What is this house? What are these people doing? And then I saw everyone grow with me and, connect on you know my level because i didn't i think you guys think a lot of the time people come into your friend group and they're trying to just like be in your friend group i was like they can be friends with me if they want to so mm. i didn't have that approach where yeah. it was like i have nothing to prove to any of these people yeah that was that was probably why we kept you around <laughs> we because maybe we saw that and we're just like man steve we need steve not the other way around whereas other people are like we we thrive on i'm not i say we yeah, yeah. maybe just me well no i mean thrive yeah. on like other people yeah impressions of like oh you guys are so great it's like awesome dude you can hang out with us as long as you want because you can keep validating us but i yeah, mean there were a lot that. of people that were around you guys at the time that were very obviously trying to do that mm-hmm. and that's just a major turnoff for me in general for people yeah so I wouldn't approach something like that but do you have you seen an evolution of this group of friends uh get to a place where you where you feel like like awesome i can like now go out with those guys and not have to worry that that kind of thing might happen i I didn't really ever worry about it Ah. Mm. but that's nice i'll say in the evolution of our friendships growing i think one of the most incredible things is how tight you guys have been for so long that's something that's incredibly rare which is why I think you guys think it's so precious because it, it is in reality of like being close f- since youth, like young kids. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible to wow. stay so tight for the time. So that's an intriguing thing for me, which it was uh, something that I was like, oh, it's cool to be a part of this, but I never needed to be a part of it, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, let's... Uh Let's go to dinner and keep evolving this friendship, you freaks. I don't need you guys. I got the friendship app. Oh, sweet, dude. Please tell us how it goes. What's your login, dude? I'm trying to meet some hotties. I <laughs> uh, awesome. love all of you. Thanks for yeah. tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. And um, stay well, stay blessed, and stay tuned. Yippee skippy. <laughs> how long can you hold it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
sauce me up and call me <laughs> Susan Sarandon. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. All right. Love you guys. Let's get out and go to dinner. Oh, boo-boo. Did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one? Huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family. Yep. Yeah. You're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew. Huh? Check it out. Patreon. Dot com slash live at the lodge. lodge.